I talked this morning about God is a seeker and he is looking. And I, I mentioned that uh, where the Bible says in John, the fourth chapter, where it says the hour's coming and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And most of the time when you read that, people go, for the Father seeketh such to worship. They believe that the Lord seeking worshipers. He is actually seeking people with a heart to worship God. He is seeking people that are worshiping freely from their heart. It is not, I know, you can always point to the fact that, uh, you know, well, he has angels and he has different ones and, and it's not that he needs worship or that he is just demanding worship. He is not a egomaniac, but he wants us to be worshipers. He wants us in a spirit of worship, a spirit of seeking him. And I, I mentioned to you repeatedly of the times that not only did the Lord, when he told this particular lady, but in the Old Testament, when he talked about that sense of coming, and then in Psalms, the 27th chapter, where he talks about seeking the face of God, because, and I, I mentioned all of our children weren't in here this morning, they were down, but I talked about how the parents will play peekaboo with their children and hide and seek and hide Easter eggs, and, and uh, they play, you know, I, I'm gonna hide somewhere in the house, and yet, let me explain to you, most of that, happens every generation. I mean, your grandparents probably played hide and seek. Your great-grandparents probably played hide and seek. So what does that mean? That means you don't have to play the game because, well, you know where, where your parents are. And you don't have any reason to want to play hide and seek. No, it's almost just instinctively. You, when they're even a little baby and they can't even crawl around, you're going peekaboo and you're, you're trying to hide and, and make sure you're somehow, you know, having a, a connection with them. And I, I, I will tell you that I believe, that I do believe, that the Lord wants to play in, in a sense of hide and seek with us. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to desire to be in his presence. He wants us to be like these young children were. Lord, I want you. Lord, I need you. I want the Holy Ghost. I'm going to worship you, Lord. Why is it not because, well, uh, he, he is, it's all on him? No, because he seeks after us. He wants us to seek after him so that we reach the point where, Lord, I need you. Amen. And when am I going to seek him? If I, hopefully, I seek ye first the Why would he say seek ye first? Because he knows every one of us are going to seek something. We're going to seek fame, fortune, money, family, fill in the blank. We're going to seek something, the good life. We're going to seek happiness. We're going to seek fun. We're going to seek pleasure. We're going to seek something. And so he says, seek ye first. God, 
Why? Because he knows that it's in our nature to seek something. And you know, what's amazing is that there are people that can't be happy. They're not happy with what they have. They're not happy with what they've been given. They're not happy with what their lot in life is. And I, I'm not making a political statement, good or bad or otherwise. I told you a few weeks ago that if, you know, if my folks had given me a hundred million dollars and, and a couple houses and they said, all you have to do is let us call you spare every once in a while, I might have said, okay. Huh? But there was something missing. Well, let me tell you, you won't find it here. Amen. You find it by seeking him first in your life. And that's what, that's what happens in the New Testament repeatedly. And I mentioned this morning numerous folks that have been seeking the Lord and the lady and, and uh, that sought the Lord for her daughter and, and you can continue on. And I, the story that I mentioned this morning I have here was basically a, a little man who was a tax collector by the name of Zacchaeus and he was seeking the Lord. And he knew he had no business. Nobody liked him. Can you imagine all, you know, all, the, all your family, all your friends, all your neighbors don't like you? So he thought, well, I'm going to seek the Lord. And the Bible says he heard the Lord was going to pass down. So what did he do? He climbed a tree. And we have people that are here under the sound of my voice that have sought the Lord, sought for truth, sought for a different relationship with God, and God always finds a seeker. He's seeking seekers. What did he say? Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to sup with you today. I'm going to your house. And Zacchaeus scrambled down. He got there and he said, I... I'm going to give half of my goods and I, all the things he did in repentance. And you know what, Zacchaeus, what the Lord said? Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation come to this house for as much as he is the son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to... Thank you, Lord. To do what? Seek... And to, what are you doing? I'm here to tell you what a, the Lord wants. Uh, he wants people saved more than they want know it yet. More than they want to be saved. But he's wanting them, you know, one place in Revelation, he says, I come, I'll come right to your door, but I'm not going to kick it in. I will come to the door, but I'll stand right there and, why? Because there's something about it. About ask and ye shall receive. Seek, you shall find. Knock. What are you talking about? I'm talking about progressively putting more and more of yourself into it. Lord, I need you. That's one thing just to say. Now I lay me down to sleep. I need you, Lord. And I, I wonder if sometimes the very fact that we get sometimes overwhelmed with things is the Lord is trying to instill a little seeking in us. Where do we put him? 
He says, ask. Then he said, seek. And you know, you've heard me say, when I get into seek mode, <laughs> I'm looking for my keys or I'm looking for something. I come through the family. <laughs> I make one general statement. If I come back in five minutes and I say it again, you know what I'm basically saying? Okay, everybody, get up, put your phones down. I'm looking for my keys. I'm seeking. Now, I've been doing this already. You heard me. I'm, don't sit there and go, and I love it. Caitlin usually asks me, where did you have them last? Now I'm the first one to say, guess what? If I knew that, <laughs> I wouldn't have been looking these last five minutes. But now I'm seeking, so that's a signal. The last one is to get up, knock. <laughs> I'm wanting to do, I'm, I've reached now the knock zone. All right? Anyway, you read <laughs> what Acts of 15th chapter Simon hath declared, this was at the council, they were looking at the Gentiles, hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophet as it is written, after this I will return and build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will build again the ruins thereof. I will set it up <clears throat> that the residue of men might, that the residue of men might do what? Seek. Seek after the Lord. And all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all things. I want you to know the Lord is there looking for seekers because he is a seeker. And he's seeking somebody who will act after him the way he has done to them. Now, Acts, the 17th chapter, says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica or Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. You know, and, and you, you I, I will tell you the difference in people that seemingly dig down into the word and are grow are those that are seeking more of the word of God. They're hungering after the word of God, like a newborn babe. You know, and you wonder why some people just seemingly, well, you know, yeah, they came, but they don't have any real skin in the game. They're not really invested. Mom and dad, they live for God. Oh, well, I know. Listen, when you've been hungry for something, then you start seeking more of God. Second generation, third generation. He goes on down in the 24th verse of the same chapter, and I'm, I'm through. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands, as though he needeth 
He doesn't need my worship. He's God all by himself. He doesn't need anything. But seeing he give to all life and breath and all things and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined before the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel after him and find him though he is not far from every one of us. There's just something about the Lord wants us to reach for him, to say, Lord, I want to feel you. Lord, I, I need to get into your presence. Oh, Lord, I feel like I haven't, I've been dry for a long time. Oh, Lord, I need, he said, for in him we live and move and have our being as some of your, certain also of your own prophets have said, we are also his offspring. There's just something about it. The importance of recognizing that God is a seeker and he wants me to be just like him, to seek to be in his presence. Oh, I want to see him. Huh? In fact, what he said was one place, he said, it's going to get to the point where the church is going to say, Oh, Lord, it's bad down here. We want you to come quickly. What do you say? We're almost getting there, folks. Have you ever had that prayer cross your mind? Oh, Lord, I don't know how much more. Let me tell you, when the church begins to seek the Lord, so far that he can't be found. He's going to be right there and show up right on time. Lord, we're hungry. 